सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विषावहै ओम शांति 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 नमश्री शंकरानंद गुरुपादांबुजन्मने सविलास महामोहग्राहग्रासैककर्मणे 64-65 So, a few more things about 64 and 65 together. We can look at it from the shining the light of the uh, Upanishads and uh, specifically the Mandukya Upanishad and the Karika of Gaudapadacharya and uh, you know, what is so, you know, the, this, these two verses bring that to mind. And they bring that to mind because, you know, there are certain similarities. There is a uh, famous commentary, an ancient commentary to the Mandukya Upanishad, you know, uh, called Karika by uh, Adi Shankara's Grand Guru. And uh, Adi Shankara's Guru was Govindapada. And then his guru was Gaudapada, Gaudapadacharya. And uh, this Gaudapadacharya wrote a karika, a commentary on the Mandukya Upanishad. And this commentary is uh, very ancient and very revered and is seen to be, uh, you know, encapsulating the purport of this Upanishad so well that Adi Shankara, out of respect for the Guru, the, the, the Parameshti Guru, the Grand Guru, what did he do? He considered this to be part of the Mandukya Upanishad. <laughs> so much so that later on, um, Madhusudana Saraswati and, uh, you know, sorry, uh, Madhvacharya writing the commentary thought that even the, 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 the Karika is the Upanishad itself. So even though the Karika is a commentary to the Upanishad, Adi Shankara in his commentary included the Karika as well as the original, uh, you know, so that uh, it is read because of this uh, tradition started by Adi Shankara. The whole thing is read as one thing and then, you know, one indivisible whole and uh, uh, the, and in so doing, uh, the, the parampara, the tradition, the guru tradition, the lineage has elevated Gaudapadacharya's commentary to the level of the primary uh, text, a, a, a feat that is not accomplished by any other writer in the Vedanta Shastra. And so, you know, this, uh, the, the Mandukya Upanishad, the, the purport of it is to, 
you know, look at the vithyatvam of the jagat uh, in a very up close and personal way. It's one thing to say pot is mithya and then clay is satyam and you're holding the pot and you're looking at the clay. All this is wonderful. But Gaudapadacharya wants us to take this knowledge one more step. Ah, and what is that one more step? Start with this body. Start with the mind. And the body and mind is not in a vacuum. It is, it is related. It is related, this is the microcosm related to the macrocosm, which is both interesting and also very difficult because it's one thing, if, if one is born in a vacuum, one can falsify the jagat and just, you know, focus on meditation and uh, this knowledge, what have you, doesn't matter. But one is born related, even before you are born, you have something called parents. <laughs> you may have an older sibling. You have definitely, you have grandparents without which the parents cannot exist. You have neighbors. You have a house or some place where you are born and you have a place of birth. You are already a citizen of a particular country. You see, one is born related, whether one likes it or not. And then related to what? You know, of obviously, anatma. Obviously not I, <laughs> body, and one is born related to the body, related to the mind, related to the senses, related to the whole host of entities to which one is yet to be introduced. The small baby doesn't know this is the mother. Wait till it is become six months old. So first you hold the baby, it will come to you. And then after it is six or nine months old, it will go like that. <laughs> if any stranger comes, it will say, no, I don't know who you are. This is mine, and this person is mine, and this person is mine, and this person is not mine. <laughs> it's going to tell you in no uncertain terms. And so one is born related, and the whole half of the life, more than half of the life, but at least half of the life, goes in claiming these relationships as one's own. Now what about the other half of the life? Then suddenly Vedanta comes <laughs> and then one is introduced to the mithya nature of these relationships and, and whatever one is connected to, one is unafflicted by that connection, one is introduced to that. You are connected to the body, but you are not the body. You are connected to the mind, but the, 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 you, you are not just the mind, you are not just the body. You are not just the senses, you are not just the house that you live in or you were born in, you are not just, you know, the your identity is far more complex than just any one thing. In fact, what Vedanta teaches is, you as that consciousness gives, lends its presence to everything without being any one thing. Now, getting to this place can be difficult. Why? Because, you know, this... This, uh, you know, this microcosm uh, of the body-mind-sense complex is related to a larger truth, a larger whole. In, uh, and in other words, what is that? This jiva is related to the jagat, related to Ishvara, nay, the, the jiva is Ishvara. But nonetheless, this, you know, throws a curved ball in terms of sadhana, in terms of, you know, preparing the mind and to 
also do this contemplation, the nididhyasana of enjoying, so that one can enjoy the, the fruits of this knowledge as unfettered and free of all these relationships, including the one of devotee and Ishvara. Ultimately, even that is dropped. There is no devotee, there is no object of devo devotion, that which is minted as the devotee, the identity of the devotee is non-separate from the object of devotion because, you know, what sustains both is that, you know, oceanic consciousness, limitless consciousness, like even the ocean sustains a big wave called Ishvara and a small wave called Jiva. You know, that, that, that's what the whole thing is. And then like this, you know, a powerful wave and a small wave. So like this, the, the whole thing, you know, has to be assimilated on a deep level. And we've seen the reason why it needs to be assimilated on the uh, deep level. And we have also seen how because of these relationships and because of the micro relating to the macro, the at the micro level, the, the relationship is fraught with what is called ajnanam, non-comprehension of one's own nature and anyatha jnanam, a mistaken identification with the body-mind complex and a mistaken understanding of oneself based on the obvious connection to the, uh, you know, relationships uh, that one finds oneself, you know, embroiled in and so walking this back to have a rich you know to, to have a rich inner life a meditative life at first and then which naturally turns into a contemplative life the verses 64 and 65 you know are uh, very uh, useful and they are rem uh, you know they remind us they're reminiscent of you know the what is called the Mandukya Karika, Gaudapadacharya, and uh, which is, uh, you know, it is, I think, in the fourth, uh, no, third chapter, you know, third chapter, uh, third chapter verses uh, 40, uh, 43, 44, and 45. And, you know, since we have the time, we are going to look into this a little bit to be able to, we, we are going to use these verses from the Mandukya Karika to, sh to be able to shine the light, to use it as a torch, to shine the light on the Yoga Vasishtha because they are actually very, the purport of both of them is actually very identical. So what does verse 43 in the third chapter of the uh, Karika, Mandukya Upanishad say? Dukham sarvam anusmritya kama bhogat nivartayet ajam sarvam anusmritya jatam naivatu pashyati Very beautiful and very similar to verse, uh, which, which verse is that? Uh, verse uh, 64, yeah, very similar to verse 64. And you know, so what does it, what does 64 say? Drishyam nasti iti bodhena. Manaso drishya marjanam. And so, you know, nasti uh, iti bodhena means the, the, the constant falsification as it were of the, of the things in the jagat 
meaning what as they impact the mind as they enter the mind it's not that the jagat does not exist that's not the idea because this is where the people make the mistake and get put off by vedanta because they feel like okay it doesn't have a here and now philosophy it's all about you know falsifying something no it's falsifying means what it is seeing the truth of oneself and seeing the jagat as a dependent reality and training the mind to do that so much so that when you know it's not that sight stops taking place it's not that the jagat which is ishvara's uh, world ishvara srishti disappears it is very much there starting with your own body but you know it does not leave impressions upon the mind any more either favorable or unfavorable and so gaudapadacharya in verse number 44 chapter 3 gives a gives a upaya a remedy that is a, a kind of a solution uh, that is uh, similar to what we have encountered in verse number 64 dukham sarvam anusmritya काम भोगात निवर्तयेत मे वन कम बैक यू नो टर्न अवे निवर्तयेत टर्न अवे वॉट यू नो टर्न अवे दैट अंतकरणा द माइंड विच इज कॉन्स्टेंटली फोकस्ड ऑन एंड स्टक ऑन द जगत स्टक ऑन ऑल द थिंग्स इट कैन नॉट हैव स्टक इन सॉरो एंड देन यू नो एंड हियर ही सेज डोंट ट्राई टू प्रिटेंड दट द जगत इज अ हैप्पी प्लेस see the sorrow see that everything is a source of sorrow this is very interesting go into the heart of the matter and see that everything that you follow will lead only to one place everything in that you follow means where the mind holds on to catches on to and is magnetically attracted to when you look at when you go down that road where will you end up in sorrow see the truth of that dukham sarvam anusmritya anusmritya remembering all the time what that everything that you encounter is a source of sorrow and you know so what should one do kama bhogat nivartayet so whatever shines as an object of desire turn the mind away from it because just say i'm not going to come under your spell you are going to lead me down a road where i'm not going to be happy with myself you know and then what and then so this is half the contemplation this is a upaya for nididhyasana in gaudapadacharya's uh, you know karika then he says ajam sarvam anusmritya you know and uh, uh, then jatam naivatu pashyati ah <laughs> this is beautiful so dukham sarvam anusmritya you know nivartayet you know this so let the mind come back from everything that it attaches to that it perceives and wants to make its own that it gets embroiled in by remembering that everything that is a constant source of sorrow constantly remembering this return the mind back to what yourself and what is this self ajam sarvam anusmritya that self is not outside you know of what you perceive 
it is not outside of the perceiver it is not outside of the means of knowledge used or deployed by the perceiver to make that object evident sight see or seen thinker thought or you know thinker thinking object of thought subject object and the the means of knowledge everything you know and then you know pramata prameya pramana all these not outside of this consciousness it's just a morph morphing as it were of that consciousness how to get to that you know see brahman in everything <laughs> ajam sarvam anusmritya so you are not constantly falsifying the jagat you are seeing that it is unborn you it's not other than that which is unborn eternal constant limitless not subject to birth and not therefore not subject to say, uh, you know uh, death immortal limitless all knowledge shining self shining i is what i see ajam sarvam anusmritya so this is a two part contemplation so in the first part you falsify the jagat as the truth you know or as as real satyam by seeing you know muhur uh, muhu again and again you see the dosha dosha darshanena muhur muhu again and again seeing the the limitedness of the finitude of the jagat and seeing that it cannot make you happy that is the idea not that oh i am surrounded by sorrow that's not the idea you follow each thing and show yourself repeatedly see that it can that object is incapable of making you happy even though you may be wanting it right now you know people get attached to all kinds of things like a coffee cup you know made of bone china <laughs> Why is it called bone china? Because it is subject like the bones to osteoporosis. It will break, brittle. Yeah. So uh, people get attached to that. So I have to drink in this cup only because otherwise the coffee or the beverage will not taste the same. This is a projection onto the object of that satyam yana manantam brahma. So here, see the cup has already broken. then what when you see that it's a source of sorrow already dukham sarvam anusmritya then don't let it have an you know so return from turn the mind away from giving it that status of satyam and secondly what that is one part of it so don't get caught up in the nama roopa the nama roopa leads to sorrow and then the second thing that gauda padacharya advises us is that not only does the nama roopa lead to sorrow but at the same time if you just you know uh, banish the nama roopa then you get into this place of what pujya swami ji used to call dissociation very dangerous nothing is real mithya 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 you become a buddhist in fact gauda padacharya has had you know has had this uh you know accusation leveled on him by some academic writers who say that he is he is buddha he is just like a buddhist that's why he felt even in his time he was probably confused to be a buddhist you know which uh, said uh, nothing is permanent and then you know even the i is impermanent and then so therefore 
at the end he has to say he had to defend himself and say etat buddhena na bhashitam this has not been taught, taught by buddha or any of his followers he had to say and so you know the uh, so the you know so withdraw the mind from focusing on the name and form of any object because the name and form is the cause attaching to the name and form as the real thing is the cause of sorrow so this is part a of contemplation and then part b of the contemplation is to see satyam gyanam anantam you know so take away the focus on the nama roopa and see you know see satyam gyanam anantam in everything so we had we have already discussed this at length see ishvara in everything stage number 1 and then see brahman you know satyam gyanam anantam that consciousness which is which is which is uh, the truth of ishvara which is the truth of jiva that you see in everything and so ajam sarvam anusmritya constantly remembering that everything is brahman unborn brahman you know ajam brahma nityam brahma jnanam brahma shuddham brahma papa punya you know varjitam brahma everything you know you so free of papa free of punya you know unborn you know amaram brahma not subject to death all this so see that and then sarvam anusmritya constantly see not remembering there is nothing to remember remember the shastra and the teaching and constantly see that understand that and then then what jatam naivatu pasyati so anything that is born one is not even looking at that one is not looking at the birth and death of things in the jagat because that that which is finite comes and goes it is not there there is not you know my attention doesn't go there where does my attention go to its swarupa as satyam gnanam anantam and brahma and so like the the royal baby which is the talk of uh, you know the whole world is an example so everybody will look at the royal baby uh, the generally the non vedantin for example we look at the royal baby that was born 3 days back and then we'll say oh who does it look like how was it born where was it born how many pounds it weighed and oh it's a biracial baby this is uh, you know how, how what is does it look biracial what do you know seventh in line to the throne and so what are the chances of it actually some day you know becoming the king becoming the you know will it be called a prince all these things are the talk of the town in fact people in england have these betting houses where they bet when is it going to be born <laughs> what name it is going to get in fact all the people who place their uh, bets on what name it is going to have you know uh, were were very disappointed because the baby has some kind of a modern name you know completely uh, different from what is expected in the british monarchy so they lost their money and now they are all very sad see this is a contemporary and direct example of what happens when you focus on nama nama means name so here they betted on the name and they all are very sad because they lost their money 
yeah because it was given a very modern and unthinkably modern name and so therefore what so therefore this you know so this is how the general people are viewing this birth of the royal baby and for the gnani for the vedant let's say a gnani was called Uh, this will not happen but supposing a saint or a gnani was called to bless the baby the gnani will only see satyam gnanam anantam brahma and who is the seer who is herself himself satyam gnanam anantam brahma satchidananda baby is only satchidananda and and that this is what to practice and if this is difficult that's why we say you know savikalpa samadhina you know shamayet you know uh, resolve the mind through you know uh, ishwarizing everything so bring in ishvara as long as one needs and then that ishvara resolves into satyam gnanam anantam brahma so this is you know a very uh, this is exactly how to uh, you know bring the mind back to the self first this is a, what is it called uh, this is a kind of a savikalpa uh, samadhi a contemplation you know drishyanu vidha savikalpa samadhi that anything that is drishya you know you you follow the the world that is seen and you know a, con- a kind of a contemplation where you follow everything that is seen you keep an open eye meditation where you follow the things and then what you know you keep seeing the limitations of it and then that is part a part b then in and through the limitations you see that which is infinite as the truth of yourself so you don't see the infinite as an object that's why he says remembering that everything is unborn it's not seeing it like you would see a pot and then so if we were you know it's just like when you look at a pot you know you can see the pot and the clay at the same time correct so the clay vision in your understanding does not cancel out the pot neither does the pot cancel out the clay they are not different objects one is satyam one is the truth and then one is a manifestation so that is what the whole idea is see the pot and the clay at the same time falsify the pot as the ultimate truth and look at the clay as the as the truth of the pot same thing here look at the uh, you know everything that comes and goes agama pagi look at everything that comes and goes as what as intransient and then look, uh, sorry uh, transient and look at the truth you know of everything that abiding truth which is non separate from yourself as permanent so this is verse number 43 and then what this is how to train the mind this is with regard to you know when you go about in the world or when you are sitting in kind of an open eyed contemplation but then in verse number 44 gaudapadacharya offers a uh, what is that called a practice to uh, to um calm down the mind when going inward in meditation and very practical advice and let us read that you know very important verse in the karika oft quoted lage sambodhayet chittam vikshiptam shamayet punaha sakashayam vijaniyat samapraptam na jalayet na jalayet you know 
so in 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 the meditation when one goes into meditation then certain things should be kept in mind you know uh, gauda padacharya says so this is the first verse about remembering everything constantly that could be a inward practice or it could also be as you are going out and about in the jagat you are doing an open eyed contemplation or you are just interacting with things and constantly you know bringing the mind back to oneself uh, but here this is for the this is for the person who is meditating and in meditation there are two things that are uh, that come as pratibandhakas obstacles so what are the two obstacles to med in meditation what is the first obstacle those who have tried to meditate huh? what is the main obstacle huh? what comes instead of meditation yeah very important sleep yeah instead of nitya nidra comes <laughs> that's what happens so therefore yeah yeah sleep and wandering mind both those are the two things so sleep is called laya where everything resolves not this is not samadhi this is not nirvikalpa samadhi this is what happens when you know the mind is uh, you know relaxed enough to just nod off because one doesn't know a deep relaxation without going to sleep one is not familiar with that and that's why uh, when one initially comes to vedanta and for several years thereafter people happily go to sleep you know in the first uh, few minutes of the class others wait till the last few minutes of the class <laughs> you know so this is this is what happens and uh, why because the mind is relaxed and you don't know what to do with a relaxed mind and the person is not aware that the mind can be relaxed and awake and so therefore what sleep comes so sleep is called laya laye sambodhaye chittam so call back the mind that is gone to sleep how to call back so some awareness is there who oh, have slept off bring back the mind go get up sometimes you need to get up from the place of meditation and then you know what is that you know go wash your face come back sit down and shorten the length of meditation so that the mind doesn't go into tamas okay so he says very simple very practical lage sambodhage chittam and then what is the other problem thoughts you know distractions thoughts other than the mantra vikshiptam cha punaha shamayet so when there is a distraction when other thoughts come bring the mind back when repeatedly punaha again and again mohur mohuhu keep on bringing the mind back shamayet and then what know that these thoughts these distractions are coming from a fountain you know like a kind of aquifer and underground body of water what is called kashaya kashaya means you know that is the unconscious and the unconscious mind either the mind is along with the unconscious you know kashayena saha vartate that which is along with the unconscious because the mind cannot be cut off or surgically removed from the unconscious the unconscious is here to stay know that and then what make the mind 
dwell in equanimity, samapraptam, and then that mind which is dwelling in equanimity, when a bubble from the unconscious comes in the meditation, pay no heed, don't try to disturb the mind, which has with great difficulty become tranquil. You know, all the hidden ragadveshas, etc., if they surface in the form of the uh, bubble, you know, ignore the bubble. This because that vikshepa, that 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 which becomes vikshepa is what is nothing but this manorajya coming out of the unconscious. Ignore that, ignore that, because that kashaya is manorajya, you know, is is that is the unconscious, and that which comes out of the unconscious, this manorajya is the vikshepa. So this hidden vikshepa is called kashaya. And then this, which is the unprocessed, uh, you know, uh, prarabdha, unprocessed uh, uh, pain, uh, etc. Don't let it come, you know, don't let it come to you. So this is how to handle distractions that are difficult in nature. Bubbles of pain, sorrow, neglect, what to do. And then verse number 45, you know, the, um, you know, the uh, what's its name? Uh, the advice, the suggestion is what to do with happy bubbles. <laughs> so memories that are pleasant. So with unpleasant memories, you ignore them in meditation. You let the mantra prevail. You let the uh, you know you bring back the mind to its sense state of tranquility. You don't try to analyze the bubble. When did this happen? What is this memory connected to? You just let go of it, ignore it, and it will go away. But then sometimes, you know, happy thoughts come. Oh, how pleasant this meditation is, how wonderful I am, and how nice yesterday's uh, dinner was, yesterday's party was wonderful. So then, you know, all these thoughts come. And sometimes the euphoria, there is a kind of a euphoria attached to the meditation itself because when you, you know, are able to make the mind tranquil, a bubble of euphoria comes. And again, you know, the advice is to ignore it because there is a deeper, you know, enjoyment which is not based on the meditation. There is a deeper enjoyment that is a Swarupa enjoyment, not a meditation-based enjoyment. There is a meditation-based enjoyment of the tranquil mind, but then that tranquil mind has to be understood as the truth of one's own nature and is not dependent upon meditation. And therefore, verse 45, uh, you know, says, na aswadayet sukham tatra. So seeing everything as a source of sorrow and turning back the mind we saw in 43 and then do the same thing with the, those that you mistakenly have, you know, thought of as the sources of happiness. Don't sit there and enjoy those because that has, that is the contact high with the object and sometimes the object is the meditation itself. Na aswadayet sukham tatra. You know, watch that happiness. Get back to the sakshi. You know, nissangaha. You know, nissangaf pragnaya bhavet. So, from that discrimination, pragnaya here, pragnaya through that discrimination that 
that I am the source of the sorrow, not this meditation, not anything that is happening now within or outside of the body or the jagat. This prajna, this discrimination, this wisdom, you know, makes one asanga. Asanga means not connected with anything. And that asanga is ananda. Nishchalam, unmoving. Nishchara, nishchara chittam. So with that, you know, nishchalam, nishchara chittam, eki kuryat. Eki kuryat means unite the tranquil mind as though with the atma. Identify with the atma. Because the tranquil mind is very close to the Atma. Because both are Shanta. And so there, so you kind of slip, you know, into the tranquil mind. And from there, you know, identifying it with the Atma is not a big thing. Eki Kuryat, see that they are one. Make them into one, <laughs> you know. There is nothing to make. They are already one. Mind is Atma. Atma is not the mind. That's what we think. So, yatnataha, prayatnataha, through this effort of meditation, you know, that's the whole idea. This is why I read these verses, because this is the whole idea behind, uh, you know, verses 64 and 65. And in general, this whole purport of quelling uh, manorajya, and then uh, manorajya means the fantasy life, and then having a say over the fantasy life, and also not coming into the spell of the samsara. How to, you know, falsify samsara and see one as not subject to samsara and how to train the mind and that is why this you know this uh, this has been uh, uh, you know we have talked about this at length using the flashlight of the uh, gaudapadacharya karika and uh, so this is because it is very very similar how to train the mind and why should the mind be trained because the mind itself is anatma and then it gets into Trouble because it, 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 it is subtle and it takes on the form of every object in order to cognize it. We saw that. Vishayakara vritti, it produces, it takes on the form of the object and in so doing gets helplessly embroiled in the object as a source of sorrow, happiness, etc. And then therefore the subject based happiness is not understood because of the addiction to object based you know contentment and the object based contentment is finite and therefore what therefore the mind gets tricked again and again here the mind is put on a leash and put on a diet of mantra and so that what it it, it knows how to come back to itself and then what? It is united, so to speak, you know, yunjayet, may, you know, uh, may one, you know, unite the, um, unite the mind, make the mind exactly like the Atma, tranquil, unafflicted, unattached to anything, uninvolved, and then what? And then the mind just goes away, you know, from one's purview, and one enjoys jivan mukti. So, that is, you know, that is the whole that is the whole idea. So, and verse 65, you know, says that, you know, Santyakta Vasanad Maunat, you know, Mauna means the silence, you know, because there is nothing much to say and one is, you know, happy being oneself. Atmani Eva Atmana Tushtaha, to use the phrase from the second chapter, 
of the Bhagavad Gita. The one who is happy with oneself, in oneself, being oneself, you know, Rite Nasti Uttamam Padam. Other than this, there is no, you know, there is no goal. There is no goal higher than this. But then, you know, uh, the 66th verse says that, you know, sometimes even for, you know, somebody who is adept at these practices and who has, you know, worked on the mind and then who has what, you know, who has worked on the mind and who has done a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Shravana of the Shastra, even for this person, you know, what happens? You know, there is such a thing called Prarabdha. And Prarabdha is, you know, talked about beautifully, referred to beautifully here. In the, in the first line, last two words, uh, you know, Bhogadayina, you know, Karmana. So that karma which gives experiences, which is exhausted through experiencing it. So it gives all kinds of experiences, good, bad, uh, you know, etc. Because of the past uh, Papa Punya, you know, then, you know, because of the Papa Punya, then the Papa Punya, let us not forget, it does not just affect the mind, sorry, the body, it also affects the mind. Huh. It doesn't just affect the body. You know, body prarabdha, we have seen, it gets sick, it cannot, you know, it cannot uh, get up, you know, and the, or it, it gets weak, you know, it succumbs to the flu, it, uh, it gets every single, you know, whatever thing there is, it is subject to old age, it is subject to disease, and then finally the body is subject to death. This we are able to see because the body is gross, you know, yeah. Uh, no pun intended, okay, yeah, so the body is, you know, what is that, sthula sharira, it is, it is objectifiable, so in that sense, gross, and then, um, so now, the, uh, the same thing, we have to see that the mind is also, even though it is subtle, the mind is also, what, subject to prarabdha, we have to see that, and so, let us read this, 66, Vikshipyate kada chiddhihi karmana bhogada yina punasamahita sasyat tadaiva bhyasa patavat punasamahita sasyat tadaiva bhyasa patavat. So it could be that even for an adept meditator and a person with jnanam and a person with, uh, you know, uh, with uh, a lot of uh, experience of meditation and a lot of shravanam under the belt, sometimes, you know, the bubbles of the unconscious get to the person. Most of the time the person is able to falsify them, but then again, either something happens in the, in one's transaction in the world, or something happens on the level of adhyatma, not just adhibhuta and adhidaiva, you know, adhideva and adhibhuta, meaning not just centered on the surroundings, or centered on the, you know, on, on the, whatever is happening in the jagat, but centered on oneself as well, you know, Prarabdha can attack the mind. And so here, Kadachit, once in a while, what may happen? 
धीही विक्षिप्यते द इंटेलेक्ट कैन गेट डिस्ट्रैक्टेड डीरेल्ड फ्रॉम व्हाट फ्रॉम आइडेंटिफाइंग विद ब्रह्म यू नो सो दिस आइडेंटिफिकेशन इज डेलिबरेटली इनवाइटेड थ्रू थ्रू कंटेम्परेटिव प्रैक्टिसेस लाइक द काइंड वी हैव सीन अंटिल इट बिकम्स यू नो वंस वंस नेचर so once nature is contemplated upon until it is no longer needed so we are talking of a person who has done shravanam who is a very adept uh, what what shall we call this person anididhyasanist uh, so the one who is very good at nididhyasana and then what aprarabdha attack happens not just to the body but also to the mind and for a brief you know moment there is an identification with what with whatever is going on rather than the truth of oneself one gets as though hijacked as though derailed you know and then what just like gaudapada acharya says vikshiptam cha shamayet punaha it's here also the word vikshepa is there punaha is there samahita is there <laughs> yeah so vikshiptam cha पुनः शमयेत यू नो शमगेत पुनः एंड सकशायम विजानीयर अगेन दिस इज इंपॉर्टेंट सी दी सी द माइंड एज ब्लेस्ड बाय द अनकॉन्शियस एंड सो डोंट आइडेंटिफाई विद आइदर द अनकॉन्शियस और विद द माइंड यू नो एंड सो देर फोर यू नो दिस विक्षेपा गोज अवे पुनः समाहिता साधी this is qualifying the dhihi feminine sasyat so she the intellect the buddhi becomes calm again becomes tranquil again it regains its equanimity how tadaiva abhyasa patavat patu means expert so through the expertise of the practice you know so the constant that's why one has to be adept an adept meditator so that one can have this you know this meditation and the fruit of this meditation both drishta and adrishta phala of meditation at hand you know especially the drishta phala is is in one's hand and because that tranquility of the mind is the obvious result of being a an adept meditator and so when you are an adept meditator even though the mind could be temporarily uh, you know hijacked by knowledge then you know because you are an expert meditator you have the tools to bring it back so this is all you know this is all very nice to hear and then next one vikshepo yasya nastyasya brahma vidvannam anyate brahmaivayam iti prahuhu munayah paradarshinah so then are you going to be with vikshepa all the time vikshepa means distraction so no matter how much one contemplates no matter how much one studies will the vikshepa keep bubbling up the answer is na no because the one the, the person who is identified with the body mind sense complex drops the body mind sense complex identification by training the mind a to go inward and then to see everything as which is outwards 
and inwards as an extension of its own self as Satchidananda, as Ishvara and then what? As a result of this, the mind becomes just like the Atma, it becomes a clone of the Atma, you know, it is also Satchidananda, that's why, and then the mind just as though drops away from what? From taking on the individual agency of, you know, of making, carving within Ishvara Srishti, its own Srishti. So from that effort it drops away and one is just simply in Ishvara Srishti and so the mind therefore is there is no Vikshepa for the one who is, you know, who is a, who has Jnana Nishtha. This is the person who has Jnana Nishtha. So the idea is, who is this person? Vikshepaha Yasya Nasti. So for the person there is no Vikshu, for whom there is no Vikshepa. Brahma Vitvam Tasya Namanyate. So the person is not considered to be a what? You know, to be a knower of Brahman. This is a very subtle and beautiful way to um, understand this. And this comes from the Brihadaranya Kavakya Brahma Vit Brahmaiva Bhavati. Mundakopanishad also has that. So, Brahmaiva, Brahmavit, Brahmaiva Bhavati, the knower of Brahman, quote-unquote, becomes Brahman. There is no becoming here. Even before they knew Brahman, they were already Brahman. So, there is no becoming here. The knower of Brahman is Brahman. And to appreciate this uh, statement so that we don't gloss over it, you know, consider the expertise, the partavatvam, the expertise of, uh, you know, the partavam, you, you consider the expertise in any other, you know, uh, branch of law, uh, uh, knowledge. So if you have patuta, if you are an expert in, uh, for example, uh, you know, microbiology, you, you, you have done PhD, you have got gay, uh, gold medals, it's not that by studying, you know, or you are an insectologist, you know, and then it's not by studying insects, the person becomes a cockroach at the end of 10 years, becomes one with what is studied, never. That subject-object distinction persists in every body of knowledge, always. So if you're a microbiologist, you don't become bacteria, at the, you don't become a bacterium or a virus after uh, 10 years of study, 20 years of study, because you became one with what you studied. Only in Brahma Vidya that oneness is possible. Why? Because Brahma Vidya is revealing your own nature, which happens to be Brahman, which happens to be without a second, which happens to be all knowledge, limitless source of existence. And so therefore, only in Brahman, you can say, you know, the Brahmavit is Brahman alone. Because when you say knower of Brahman, there is a subtle duality, knower and then known. And so therefore, you know, Paradarshinaha, uh, the people who see beyond the truth of the names and forms in the Jagat, you know, Munayaha, Mananashi Latvat, because they are contemplative Munis, what do they say? You know, I am Brahmaiva, not Brahmavit. So such a person without any Vikshepa, without any Laya, and the one who is constantly with oneself, and the one for whom there is no more, the mind does not cause problems. Such a person is what? Not a knower of Brahman, but Brahman 
itself and that is you know talked about a, a little more in detail in verse number 68 let us have a look at verse number 68 so so munayaha paradarshinaha brahmaiva ayam manyante and then um, now uh, the 68 darshana darshane hitva svayam kevala rupatah yastishthati sat satu brahman brahmana brahmavit svayam yastishthati satu brahman brahmana brahmavit svayam has got some nice alliteration very poetic and then this is from the this is a quotation uh the the other one was from the mundaka and the brihadaranyaka upanishad brahmaiva uh, uh, brahmavit brahmaiva bhavati and then this one is from the one of the uh, muktika upanishad this is from the muktika upanishad and um, i have the citation somewhere 264 yeah second section or chapter and 64th verse yeah so here darshana अदर्शनम अदर्शनम च अदर्शनम च दर्शना दर्शने हित्वा हित्वा मींस गिविंग अप गिविंग अप मींस यू नो नॉट केयरिंग गिविंग अप द आइडेंटिफिकेशन विथ व्हाट द वन हु सीज एंड द वन हु डजंट सी द वन हु नोज द वन हु डजंट नो सो द होल आईडिया इज दैट अनलाइक द सेक्शन वी सॉ ऑन दी सो कॉल्ड सूडो ज्ञानी आफ्टर अटेंडिंग सम क्लासेस ऑफ वेदांता यू नो थिंक्स ऑफ हर सेल्फ हिमसेल्फ आई मीन दे थिंक ऑफ देमसेल्व एज आई नो एवरीथिंग आई डोंट हैव टू स्टडी एनी मोर you know why do i have to study i know everything and then uh, and then the, the same person was compared to pigs and dogs by swami vidyaranya because there is, the person is a masquerader of the truth does not embody the truth because the very idea i know when it comes you know uh, is is a problem the very idea i know meaning there is the pramata the ahankara as the knower has reared its head and is dancing yeah that is the whole idea and then this we have seen you know in that in that whole section earlier on the pseudo gnani you know touting the his or her knowledge and uh, you know identifying with the knower and here for the person who is free of uh, what's it you know free of this i notion the ahankara freed from the ahankara freed from jeeva srishti completely what does the person do you know swayam kevala rupatah because of being identified with that non dual oneness so because of constantly being identified with the non dual oneness there is no knower there is no known and also there is no ignorance there is no knowledge uh, but how can there be no you know no knowledge no ignorance isn't that you know opposite yeah you know it is uh, uh, you see this is uh, this is a very subtle point so this is a very uh, you know this is a very subtle thing and a very interesting point what, what is this interesting point the interesting point is that you know what is this brahman 
is you know uh, and this has been you know uh, uh, what is that hotly debated by various you know philosophies schools of thought so to speak what is what has been hotly debated where is ajnanam what is the source of ajnanam and then the you know the you know there are two primary schools of thought which deal with this subject one is what is called the bhamati school correct and then the other one is called the vivarana school and the bhavati school says that you know for example that the, the the you know brahman is free of ignorance because why satyam jnanam hello the second word in the definition of brahman is what jnanam and if you have studied any sanskrit you know jnanam means knowledge so how can that which is the source of all knowledge harbor ignorance so therefore ignorance is is not you know brahman cannot be you know uh, uh, you know ajnanam cannot be brahmashraya cannot be you know housing ajnanam brahman cannot be housing ajnanam or giving refuge to ajnanam because it is all knowledge and so how can it be it is it is what is that uh, and we know that knowledge and um, ignorance are opposed to each other so how can this be the case okay so then you know the the other school vivarana school says that this is uh, you know uh, well you know if you say that ajnanam is not sourced in brahman and if it is not finding its roots in brahman then where is it finding its roots where is it from so if everything sarvam kalvidam brahma everything is brahman there is nothing outside of brahman isha vasyam idam sarvam correct so if everything is brahman and if everything is centered on ishvara brahman then how can anything be outside of brahman ayyo now we are in a quandary then you know is ajnanam also part of brahman we can't say that we we cannot say ajnanam is part of brahman but we have to we are constrained to say that ajnanam is not outside of brahman it has to be what is called brahmashraya alone because everything is brahmashraya and we don't have this pressure that only brahman is good only brahman is you know knowledgeable and then what are you going to this is the problem with most uh, mainstream theologies and the mainstream contentions of those theologies say that god is good and then you have to bring in another entity called devil to account for all the bad things that are happening on the micro and the macro levels this is ridiculous and then the god and the devil become parallel realities we don't have that problem ajnana see you cannot account for ajnana because it is mithya so everything that is mithya is brahmashraya correct mithya lives within satyam and so ajnanam being mithya also is as though leaning upon satyam it doesn't have an existence of its own this is how to look at it and so really speaking in the beginning the student comes to the teacher i am suffering ajnana sarpa dattoham yeah thank you mayaskari take rest yeah ajnana sarpa dashtoham you know and uh, you know i am i am bitten by the snake of ignorance trahimam 
Pahimam and in the um, what is that called? In the um, Viveka Chudamani, you should see how the student goes to the teacher. Durvara samsara davagni taptam dodhuya manam duradrishtavataihi bhitam prapannam paripahim rityoho. You know, and then, you know, this is, this is what the whole thing is. And uh, uh, I am being shaken up by the winds of unpleasant fortune, fiery uh, winds of fortune have engulfed me. And then I have been, you know, shaken up by the prarabdha. Help me, save me, take me out of this misery. Please, please, please. And then, you know, the person cries and then goes to the teacher because the person is now identified with ignorance aham agnyaha aham you know agnyaha i am ignorant so the i the ahankara has joined ignorant and so therefore there is the sorrow therefore jignasa therefore mumuksha therefore guru therefore shastra okay and then coming you know under the apprenticeship of the teacher studies the truth of uh, oneself and the ajnana is gone dismissed in the light of the shastra and you know which comes through the which is handled by the teacher and then the person the, the student gets up in joy and you know just like the uh, like the tennis player who has won the Wimbledon match throws the racket in the air throws the ball takes off the t-shirt and throws that also you know and uh, boxes the air out of joy similarly the newly minted quote unquote uh, you know jnani says I am a jnani before what I am ignorant the I am is constant correct I am is constant, it is unchanging, it is Satyam, Jnanam, Anantam, Brahma. Correct? But then I am ignorant is a status that is superimposed upon Satyam, Jnanam, Anantam, Brahma as much as I am what? You know, a knower of Brahman is also a status imposed on, superimposed on Satyam, Jnanam, Anantam, Brahma which is free of either ignorance or knowledge of something including you know oneself yeah but then you said that the knowledge is opposed to ignorance only vritti jnanam the knowledge in your the ignorance in your head is opposed to knowledge ah that's why the guru has to go with a broom in your head and sweep up the cobwebs of ignorance and repatriate the ahankara with the truth of itself that's what, that's all it is. So the Shastra, you know, does some housekeeping in your head. So the Guru goes in the head and does Ajnana Nirasanam, Ajnana Marjanam. We saw the word Marjanam sweeping, very nice. So the Ajnana swept means what? I am Ajnaha is also that identification. I am ignorant is swept, leaving the I am to join in the beginning in the early nascent stages, I am a jnani and then at this level, you know, where one is not, no longer Brahmavit, but Brahman itself, there is, you know, the, the person doesn't care, knowledge or ignorance, doesn't care. And this is illustrated very, very beautifully in the, in the, what is its name, um, Kena Upanishad. The teacher asks the question, 
who knows Brahman? You know? And then, you know, Aham Janami, one person raises the hand. I know Brahman. And the teacher chides the person, sit down, you know? Sit down. Why? Because if you say you know Brahman, that means your knowledge is as good as a ball of dust. You know? Noonam tvam vetha brahmano rupam. Noonam. You don't know anything. And then another person says, you know, I don't know Brahman. And the teacher says, Oh, to dekke hi pata hai. I, don't, I know, the, seeing you only, I know you don't know Brahman. Sit down. <laughs> because they, they are wondering which is the right answer. Then finally, one student gets the right answer. Naham manye suvedeti. Nona vedeti vedacha. Yonas tadveda tadveda. Nona vedeti vedacha. Very beautiful. It's all, you know, uh, uh, Kenopanishad presents the knowledge through a series of paradoxes. Very wonderful. So here he says, I can't say I know Brahman well because it's not an object. I can't say I don't know Brahman because it is me. But I can say that whoever knows what I am talking about also knows what you are asking. Very beautiful. And that is the correct answer. And then so this is how the Kenopanishad presents it. And so that Brahman which gives Ashraya even as it were, even to your ignorance, that is what one is identified with as a Jnani. Because it shines the light on ignorance. It shines the light on I am ignorant, correct? Because that's how your own ignorance comes to light. Your ignorance in your head comes to light. And that is opposed to Pramana Janita Vritti Jnanam. And that ignorance has an antidote in the form of the knowledge, in the form of a thought of Brahman. We can't even say thought of Brahman. Thought that is Brahman deployed by the means of knowledge called Shabda Pramana by the teacher and that which creates this, uh, you know, Akhandakara Vritti within the student and then what? And then one is, you know, one, one says, I am no longer ignorant. So this is what the whole thing is. And then so, Brahman is big enough to accommodate, as it were, your ignorance. And so the one who is one with Brahman in this verse, that, you know, verse number 68, uh, what does that person do? The person no longer says, I know Brahman. No longer is worried, oh, has the ignorance come back? You know, what is going on? He's not worried about anything. Darshana, darshane, hitva. Hitva means giving up both knowing and non -know not knowing. Not identifying with the knower, not identifying with the known, not identifying with the ignorant one, nothing. You know? And then such a person roams freely in the un universe, you know, identified completely with Kevala Swarupa. Kevala means, you know, without a second. That's what is the name of the Kaivalya Upanishad. Yahatishthati Satu Brahman. You know, the one who is able to abide in this knowledge, letting go in this non-dual self, letting go of both knowledge and ignorance, is not a knower of Brahman, but Brahman itself. And so, then the concluding verse, Jeevan Muktev Parakashtha 
जीवद्वैत विवर्जनाशद्वैताशद्वैताशद्वैताशद्वैताचित सो जीवन मुक्ते कठोपनिषद सा काष्ठा सा परागति दैट इज दी अल्टीमेट गोल एंड दैट इज दी यू नो काष्ठा मीन्स दी अल्टीमेट गोल सो दैट इज दी अल्टीमेट फाइनल गोल फाइनल स्टेप यू नो सो द फाइनल स्टेप फॉर दी यू नो इज फॉर वॉट फॉर लिबरेशन वाइल अलाइव सो फॉर लिबरेशन वाइल अलाइव यू नो इज इज वॉट दैट इज दी दिस इज द गोल द गोल इज बींग जीवद्वैत विवर्जनम सो दिस दिस गोल इज अटेन्ड हाउ by being freed of manorajya raga dvesha etc by being freed of an alternative reality spun by the jiva in the form of a cocoon or in the form of some kind of a protective mechanism which backfires and makes one a sad 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 individual so jivadvaita vivarjanath means being you know dropping the jivadvaita jiva mental creations of the jiva is the way to the jivan mukti labhyate asau atah atra idam so by being free of the uh, jiva srishti one gains this jivan mukti and therefore you know atah therefore you know वाई for the sake of dropping jeevadvaita completely which is the which is the cause which is the final cause the parakashtha the paragatihi of uh, jeevan mukti and very beautifully presented and so that is the whole purpose and so vidyaranya swami is reminding us that the purpose of this chapter is not for alankara or entertainment the purpose of it is to uh, what is that assimilate this knowledge and drop the jeevadvaita when right away <laughs> or gradually you know because one has the time so one drops the jeevadvaita and with that we can conclude this chapter पूर्णमदूर्णमदूर्णात्मुदच्यते पूर्ण से पूर्णमादूर्णमेवशिष्य ओं शाति 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 हरि ओं श्रीगुरभ्यो नम हरि ओम